I don't care about you. Oh God. <laughs> continue. Yes, I give my consent. Continue, continue. All right. Lordy, I'm gonna blow my nose now that we're recording. I make I'm I'm giving you sound cover. 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 <laughs> So what are we doing? Do I need? And we do we ever? We never really got intros and outros figured out. I mean, this is the time to do all that. I just figured we'd talk about it now. We can either read a chat. We should probably read a chapter in chit chat. Okay. And then um, talk about intros and outros and record whatever we want of that stuff. All right. So we're though. Didn't we have? Did we ever make a Google Doc? Did I ever do that part? In Google Keep in our Themajiggy. We have a thing. We have a Google, we have a list. We have a Google list. I'm, something weird is happening in my life in that I have so much work that I'm, I'm sometimes not sure if I'm remember, you know, like if I'm, like I'm almost overloaded. Okay. Yeah, that I totally know the feeling and I'm fucking shocked that this is like, new for you <laughs> this is brand is brand new to have this much going on and this much you know um okay so we have a list we you said somewhere yeah it's on google keep it's a share on google key okay because that's like where we've been sharing stuff right that is where we've been sharing stuff read aloud book club okay so right right okay so i some I had those things that thing written up, and I don't think that ever made it to a Google Doc. Um, so I've got so I'll do it this time. Let's see where is it. What's oh. your name again? Your name is Carol. Yeah. So the- something else that happened is I tried to search for our stuff on Spotify, and it turns out it hasn't been pushed to Spotify. You have to do that actively, which is probably a good thing because we're getting these like things fixed up before we push it to the full publishers. But when I went to search for it, I found a ton of people with It's All Relative as their name. Really? Nothing for Read Aloud Book Club. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I'm going to talk to mom about this. (laughs) Okay. All right. I I did that. We did that research like two years ago and there was nothing. Yeah, I know. know. But since then a bunch of other family it's basically it usually it's family members of of each of their own things yeah their things yeah definitely not reading aloud books though Hmm. i am trying desperately to find the thing where'd i put it email i'm looking at the email this is why email sucks Agenda, agenda. That's ages ago. All right, Laura, where is it? Just the flap into our thing here. Um, uh, I know we're recording. I'm sorry. No, this is fine. Okay. You're going to remember to do timestamps now, right? Yeah. Good call. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
So and this a piece of paper where I can jot down a timestamp or two. Okay. Okay. All right. I now have something. Uh, opening text for each time. I could just forward this to you. Well, let's see. What did happen in the previous chapter? Can you hear this? What? I cannot hear that. Interesting. It knows you. <laughs> I don't understand microphones, but okay. It's a technology is. Okay, so here's, in the previous chapter, we've, um, the previous chapter. Uh, I have moved to Glenhurst. Bemoaning. random words coming out of my mom as her twin sister like bemoaning yep i can say bemoaning right that's a word people know yeah okay let's now the uh well now let's see la this chapter ham's technique Smells so good. To young women differ. Ugh, God. Okay. So then. I'm not going to say this stuff about Clubhouse anymore. Period. Okay. Um, all right, so I'm gonna send this to you. Send. Put it in a Google Keep. This wording? Yeah, I'll probably put it there and share it with you. Okay, anything you can do like that would be amazing. Okay, so which one of us wants to read which? Do you wanna read open text or do you wanna read the previous chapter. Uh, which one's longer? The opening text. Uh, I'll read the opening text. Okay. Because you read the whole book. Right, but then I'm reading before I start reading again. You want me to just read both? No. I think you want. To, I want you to read the cha the chapter one. Okay. All right. Because last time you read the opening text, so it's almost like we alternate. Okay. Yeah. Should we just do it one way going forward? Well, in that case, we can just do the same opening text every time. We've actually recorded it twice. So we could just use that same. 
clip. Yeah. You would have to find the clip. Is it a good enough clip to use over and over again? I don't know. We do you might, want me to record it? Yeah, we might as well just do one. Give me a second. Okay. It's loading slowly. It's all being slow. Previous chapter. Copy. I mean, that's going to be different every time. The welcome text is lower down. Yeah, but I'm going to put it in here. Okay. Obviously. Meh, meh, meh. And then, like, if you want, you can just, like, update this one. Could make it a checkbox if you wanted to. You could do so many things. Show checkboxes. Oh. Undo. No. All right, never mind. This is bad. This again. Hide checkboxes. We like checkboxes, don't we? No, we don't. We don't like these. These are bad. LB save. Now you've been invited to the previously. Oh, that doesn't need a checkbox, right? And then I'm gonna. I gotta make a label. Oh no, it's already. Oh fuck yeah. Okay, close. But there then do that go. opening text. Okay. I'm getting it. Hey. It's just slow. God. Excuse me. It's really slow. It's super slow. Why would it be so slow? Probably because we're using the video. I got new internet, so now everything's fast. Mm. Well, Dan's also playing a big old game. Yeah. Well, you've got the text for the chapter now. So do you want me to just read the thing? Just, just. Just be patient, like that you said in that one video when you were kid. Freaking chill. Yeah. We'll get there. Finish. I'm so mentally. Now you can just, this is just the time to relax, kick back, breathe. <sighs> okay. You gotta add mom to this. L, nope. L, B, yeah. What's hard is you're doing it with one hand. That's gotta be making it slow. No. That's what I did. It. It's dragging. It's you okay. in your hands. What? We're ready to go. Oh, okay. Ready to go now. So I'm going to read the opening. All right. And you're in your which is now 2509 or whatever. It is. <laughs> no, mine's it's not. Okay. So you ready? Yep. Let me put my lip second. Okay. Me, 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 me. Welcome to It's All Relatives Read Aloud Book Club. I'm Laura Matthews with Carol Matthews Nicoli, two generations discussing a book we both love about yet another generation of the 1950s. The book is Double Date by Rosamond Dujardin, the first of four in the Penny and Pam series. In each session, we're recording, reading a chapter out loud and then discussing it. The previous chapter established how is it that Penny and Pam have moved to Glenhurst and ended with Penny yet again bemoaning her inability to be as vivacious as her twin sister? The chapter Pam's Technique will tell us more. Oh no, this chapter Pam's Technique 
will tell us more about how these two young women differ. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. Okay, chapter three, Pam's technique. When Penny came into the wide gray carpeted entrance hall, she saw that mother was busy with two well-dressed feminine customers. I'm sure that means that the customers were women, but they just say feminine. So like today, <laughs> they were standing in what had once been a living room, but was now the main sales room of Howard House. Mother's gray suit with the little lime scarf at the throat went beautifully with the greens and grays and bright tangerine tones of the sales room. Mother always dressed to match her surroundings. She was so clever about details like that. Ooh, look at that comma splice right in the middle of the sentence. Um, lime and tangerine were very big colors back in the day. Mixing that, you kind of have that right now. She's wearing like a green and an orange. She's got like some orange frames, like orange lenses, really. Well, that, that's my, that's my, you know, my, what do you call? <sighs> anyway, you know, so you don't, so you don't get blinded by your computer. It's that those kind of lenses that oh, just yeah. filter out the blue light. So that's, this isn't, a, this isn't a wardrobe. This is a, you know. Pure function. Functional, yes. She smiled at Penny and said, hello, dear, and then went on with a spirited discussion of the comparative merits of several bolts of drapery material, which the two customers seemed to be considering. They could actually be a feminine couple, so to speak. <laughs> anyway, Penny turned back for one quick look through the glass of the door to see whether Pam was coming. Pam was leaning her elbows on the door of the convertible, laughing gaily with Mike and Randy, both of whom now occupied the front seat. Penny could have lingered too if she had liked, but there seemed to be no point in it. None of the others had even been paying any attention to her. She made her way slowly up the stairs. Here in the small apartment where the twins and their mother and grandmother lived, the furnishings were tasteful, but far from new. The colors and the chintz drapes were sun muted. The rugs showed signs of wear. Everything had a comfortable lived in look. Personally, Penny liked the easy informality of these rooms much better than the smart perfection of the lower floor, which all the customers exclaimed over. But of course, None of the customers saw the upper rooms. Gran was sitting in the cheerful living room, the irregular shape of which was due to the fact that a partition had been removed and two former bedrooms thrown together. Gran was knitting, which she almost always did whenever she sat down. She found knitting a form of relaxation. Since she had done so much of it, she didn't have to look at what she was doing. She could knit and talk or listen to the radio or even read. It was wonderful for Pam and Penny who never ran out of hand knit sweaters. Now a shaft of sunlight gleamed on Grand's crispy, curly white hair. Crisply, not crispy, crisply hey. white hair. Can you hear me? Sorta, of, not, not real well, no. How about now? Not as good as before. No. No one knows why. Well, I wanted to put on earphones. Well. All right, how about now? Maybe. Well, maybe I just don't have to be turned up enough. Could you, can you hear me now? It's, it's, it's muddy. I don't know why. Why would it be muddy? Hmm. How about now? Nope. What do you mean, no? I mean, I can hear you. It's just crapioca. Like different than earlier? Yes. I don't know. Now? I mean, you don't, you don't, I, it's like, why are you doing this? Because it's, it's uncomfortable to listen and I wanted to be closer. I wanted to be able to hear better. Mm. 
Um, Why would it change? Yeah, I don't, I feel like it shouldn't change uh, built in. What about now? Oh my God, totally different. Better? Crisper. Do we want to keep this? It's a little better. You can pull the mic away a little bit, probably. How about now? Yeah. That's okay. Okay. What'd you do? Uh, I changed my set, my, which it, I, I just use Zoom to pick a different microphone and I picked. You can move your I, head now too. All right. Cool. Look away and say something. Hello. Totally can hear you still. You can't? It's not like before. Yes, yeah, totally. I can hear you wherever you move your head. All right, cool. I'll, I'll keep this. Is that microphone even working or are you now using the computer microphone? Oh. <laughs> Which Did also sounds pretty good. It sounds, yeah, it sounds better than with the mic did a second ago. How about now? Sounds fine. What? So should I I'm just not, use this? Sure. Fucking A. I'm not a sound engineer though. All right, we'll just do this for now. Uh, we'll just do this. What the hell? Okay, fine. What is this? 3051? Right. All right, I'm back in business. Thank you. Okay, where did I? I'm gonna go back to Grant's crisply curly white hair. Yes. Now a shaft of now a shaft of sunlight gleamed on Grant's crisply curly white hair. When she noticed Penny, she smiled and said, well, hello, I didn't hear you come upstairs. How did it go? Penny knew Grand meant the first day of school, not the encounter with two very attractive new boys. Grand wouldn't know anything about that unless she'd been looking out the window. Okay, Penny said, sort of strange, of course. That won't last long, Grand said confidently. Penny put her books and jacket down on the arm of the couch. No sound disturbed stillness, but the brisk click of Grand's flying needles the faint murmur of mothers and the customers' voices from downstairs. Homework already, Grand frowned at the stack of books. Aren't they loading it on a bit early, first day of school? There's not too much of it, Penny said. I bet Pam didn't bring any home, Grand chuckled. Oh. Just one book, Penny admitted with a smile. Oh. She figures she'll use yours if she needs them, Grand said. Oh, God. And it'd Even be a good Grand knows. <laughs> it'd be a good joke on her if you didn't bring a book home some night. I don't mind, Penny said. As always, she found herself impelled to defend Pam. It wouldn't make much sense for both of us to drag the same books home. Grand smiled at Penny, her blue eyes crinkling at the corners, seeming to see deep down inside her. But Penny didn't mind that either. She and Grant understood each other pretty well. Tell me how things went, Grant said. How was the new school and all? Penny began dutifully. It's quite a big school, even bigger than it seems from the outside. There are two floors in front and three in the back because of its being on a hill. The teachers seem okay, of course. I don't know them all yet, but the ones I've met are nice. <laughs> she knew that Pam would describe it all much more interestingly. Pam's words would come so fast they would trip over each other, telling about the school, the teachers, adding funny little anecdotes. Pam couldn't make such a wonderful story. Oh, sorry, Pam could make such a wonderful story out of practically anything. While even unusual things that happened to Penny seemed to come out quite dull and ordinary in the telling. Gran asked, where is Pam? Didn't she come home with you? Penny nodded. A couple of very smooth fellows brought us home. Pam's still out front talking about them. Uh, sorry. Pam's still out in front talking to them. One has a convertible. His name's Kirkpatrick. The other one's Mike Bradley. 
Penny liked the shape of his name on her lips. She thought of his rangy height and his eyes that were so blue and so disconcertingly direct. She remembered the engaging way he grinned and that astonishing blonde hair of his. She hoped hard that Pam would like Mark, would like Randy Kirkpatrick best, but she was afraid to count on it, even though Randy was very good looking too, besides owning the convertible. Anyway, Penny reflected with a little sigh. It probably wouldn't make any difference which one Pam preferred. Even if it were Randy, Mike wasn't likely to waste much time on Pam's quiet sister. He had hardly, I know, he had hardly spoken to her all the way home. Both boys had had eyes only for Pam. Penny should be used to that by this time. Grant said, well, for pity's sake, why didn't you say so sooner? She got up with alacrity. I love the word alacrity. (laughs) We don't use it enough anymore. She got up with alacrity and went over to the window to look out unobtrusively. Penny couldn't resist the temptation to follow and peek over Grant's plump shoulder. They're just going, Grant said. That's quite a car for a high school boy to have. Penny turned away from the window quickly as she heard the front door open. By the time Pan reached the living room, Penny was hanging up her jacket in the bedroom closet. Hi, sweetie pie, Pam addressed Grant. Did you see those two perfectly swoony new males? They're in my math class. Lucky me. The dark one's Randy and the blonde one's Mike. Randy's sort of quiet but cute, and the car is his very own. His parents gave it to him over a year ago on his 16th birthday. Mike's got a perfectly terrific personality, and that hair. Do you know what he does to it? Pam asked, laughing, then rushed on, not waiting for an answer. He uses peroxide and ammonia on it every now and then, and then just for kicks. He's so crazy. He must be, Grant said. I've never heard of such nonsense. Oh, he's blonde anyway, Pam said, but not quite that blonde. He says white hair is so distinguished. The teachers have to treat him with respect. He's really awfully cute. But so was Randy. She broke out to ask, where's Penny? Did she come up yet? <laughs> that was that was crazy. I did not remember that this guy like actively ble- bleaches his hair. <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm shocked right now. <laughs> they even understood the science of peroxide back then. Oh. The only girls did that. Where's Penny? Didn't she come up yet? She went that away, Grant said, in the best tradition of Western movies. Penny, Pam called, coming into the bedroom, where her twin was brushing her hair at the plaid, gingham-skirted dressing table. I'll have to say about dressing tables. Oh, there you are. Why did you fade away like that? Didn't you like Mike and Randy? Penny's eyes met her sister's in the mirror. Didn't Pam really know why she had left? Couldn't she sense how it felt to be in, the, in a gay, laughing group, and yet not really a part of it? Out loud, she said merely, I told you I was going in, but no one seemed to hear me. Pam asked again, but didn't you like them, Penny? Of course, Penny admitted. They both seem awfully nice and lots of fun, especially Mike. But, well, it's pretty clear who they're interested in. Pam chuckled a low, throaty sound that was singularly pleasing. (laughs) 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 A low, throaty sound. (laughs) Sorry. I'm (laughs) going to have the giggles now. Oh, I don't know, she said. Neither of them paid much attention to me this morning in math. It wasn't until I saw them in the corridor after school and had the brilliant idea of pretending to be lost. Penny stared at her in surprise. You mean you weren't? (laughs) (gasps) Of course not, Pam said smugly. It was just a way of impressing myself on their consciousness. (laughs) Showing me the way... (laughs) Showing me the way to the entrance made them feel big and male and helpful. And all the rest followed as a matter of course. Penny shook her head wonderingly, as do we. I was you... just doing that. Exact... <laughs> I was just shaking my shaking head my wonderingly. Oh my wow. God. How do you know things like that? They never even occur to me. Oh, Pam said airily. It's just a little something I picked up around the time I was in seventh grade, I think. 
I didn't pick it up. And he said, was there a glass in that? I missed that glass. Her glance at Pam was filled with admiration. Why, if I tried to pretend I was lost when I really wasn't, it would show. I mean, I'd blush or do something to give it away. I'd never get away with it. She'd Pam, be like, I'm lost. <laughs> <laughs> like, just stare at them. Does help. it look like, yeah, does it look like I'm lost? <laughs> do I need your help? Yes. Pam patted her shoulder affectionately. You're too honest, she said. Honesty is all right in its place, but in dealing with boys, you have to be a little electable. Now look Uh-oh. at today, for instance, just by pretending to be dumb and helpless, I got us a ride home from school in the swoony convertible. And we got acquainted with two of the cutest boys I've seen around. You have to take advantage of opportunities like that. Penny said slowly, yes, I guess so. <laughs> Very but- slowly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But she knew she could never do it. Not with the finesse Pam used so effortlessly. Anne fluffed her dark hair out around her head with the brush and then gave it a little shake like a wet cocker spaniel. Each curl and wave assumed its proper place with wonderful precision. You know what, Pam said? I think we ought to make a point of dressing just alike, at least for the first, at least for the next few weeks. That way we'll make more of a splash at school. After all, being twins gives us a certain distinction and we might as well make the most of it. There Pam went, Penny thought, managing their everyday life like some sort of showman, shrewdly playing up their assets and toning down their liabilities. Right at first, Pam said, I think we ought to build ourselves up in every way we can so people will notice us and realize we're around. Okay with you? I suppose so, Penny agreed. As always, she found it hard to stand out against any of Pam's ideas. They always sounded so plausible, and Pam, she knew, was capable of carrying them out with all the canny, strategic shrewdness of a general planning a big battle. That's it. Right after World War II reference, that's funny. If only she, Penny, had a little more flair for such things. At any rate, she could try. Pam climbed out of her plaid skirt and sweater and into an old white shirt and blue jeans. I just had this image of her climbing. I know, out. the climbing. <laughs> it's and like, into. Is there a lattice? Like, what's happening? <laughs> These are very big skirts. Yeah. Penny put on her old clothes too. After a long silence, Pam said dreamily, I wonder which one we'll call up first. Randy or Mike, you mean? There was a trace of wistful envy in Penny's voice for Pam's self-confidence. Match, Pam said. I bet it'll be Randy. Penny's heart beat just a little faster. Did that mean Penny hoped it would be Randy? Why? She asked aloud. Oh, he's more impressionable, I imagine, Pam said. Mike seems like the rugged type, holds out just to prove to himself he can hold out. But that kind melts fast once they start, she chuckled. There was a gleam Penny didn't like too well in her eye and a little confident smile played around her mouth. You want to make a small bet? What kind of bet? Penny asked suspiciously. I'll bet you, Pam elaborated, a pair of very sheer nylons that one of those boys calls up or comes over within the next hour. Penny's eyes widened just a little. This was super confidence, even for Pam. Still, she shook her head decisively. I won't bet. My budget's already limping. <laughs> You're smart, Pam said. It was worth a try anyhow. I could use some new stockings. How can you be so sure? Penny asked wonderingly. Why, for all we know, both Randy and Mike may have steady girls. Maybe, yes, Pam said airily. Maybe, no. Did anything they said point one way or the other? Pam's tone was a shade more anxious than she realized. Pam smiled at her. Why, baby, I believe you are interested. Which one? I told you, Pam said, coloring just a little and hating it. I thought they were both both awfully nice. (laughs) Pam nodded judiciously. That's right. Don't go making up your mind in too big a hurry. She, She went on then to answer Penny's question. No, neither of them said anything about having a regular girl or not having one. 
there's just a kind of gleam in their eyes that usually indicates a free man. Oh, God. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Penny hopes she was right, especially about Mike. But just because they are free, if they are, she said slowly, I still don't see how you can be so positive one of them will call tonight. Pam laughed then, her warm and contagious laugh that you couldn't hold out against that made you join in, even if you were pretty sure she was laughing at you. Uh. <laughs> 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 it was the throaty laugh. <laughs> this is the burst of laughter. <laughs> Baby, you're so dense sometimes, she said, giving Penny an affectionate little hug. It's really elemental. I left my math book in the car. Pam, Penny exclaimed, you did it. Mm -hmm. Pam admitted blandly. So naturally, one or the other of them will discover it and not want me to be worried. The sound of the phone ringing cut her off. Penny only kept her ear cocked long enough to learn that it was Randy Kirkpatrick calling. With a little inner glow of relief, she started in on her homework. A few minutes later, after telling Gran all about it, Pam came beamingly back into the bedroom. Randy's going to bring my book back tonight, she said. I told him I wouldn't need it till after dinner. I don't suppose you told him you could use mine and get along without yours entirely, Penny asked dryly. Mm -hmm. uh, naturally not, Pam chuckled. <laughs> Honestly, Pam, Penny shook her head. I don't see how you can pull a trick like that. Aren't you afraid he'll suspect you did it on purpose? Pam shrugged and went over to study her reflection appraisingly in the mirror. Appraisingly in the mirror. I don't care if he does suspect. Even so, it only indicates I'm interested in him enough to want him to come over. Of course, it might have been a teensy bit nicer if Mike had found my book. He's such fun. But Randy's cute, too. Penny stared at Pam's back for a long minute before, for a long minute <laughs> before bringing her attention back to her English assignment. She could never learn to be like her sister. Not really. Not if she lived a thousand years. Aww. That is the end of chapter three. Yes. So we will cut this and well, start a new, just so you know, the reality is we're going to cut this. Yes, but here I'm going to say an, an outro kind of to this. Oh, sorry. So that's the end of chapter three. Join us in the next episode of the podcast to, for our discussion of chapter three. See you there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's the next episode. Is that what you said? I think so. Right. Okay. Isn't it another, it's another episode, right? Yeah. Isn't that what you say about podcasts? Yeah. Okay. I just didn't hear you. Yes. Okay. I think that's what I said. Okay, cool. Um, excuse me. Seems like uh, probably what we're going to need is a um, the, a previously now also you know like a, mm. a, little sum a little summary yeah where like we are a, yeah mm -hmm. so like we could then use that same previously later if we want at least the writing you know oh you mean like a standard yeah because we kind of need a previously now to introduce this episode conversation right if somebody goes in the conversation we'd have to be like on the last episode we talked about we read no, right, right. Okay. This chapter and this is what happened, et cetera. So. Okay. All right. I can do that. I'll do that right now. Okay. Hi. Welcome again to It's All Relatives Read Aloud Book Club. Laura and Carol here to talk about this great book, Double Date. We just read chapter three in the previous episode, and now we will be discussing chapter three. 
titled Pam's Technique, in which Pam pulled the wool over some guy's eyes to get them to call her by leaving her math book in a car. And poor Penny is like, what? That's my summary. Did you have a different summary? <laughs> Do I have a different summary? It's a good question. Would you I, summarize this chapter? How would I summarize this chapter? Yeah, I guess, uh, you know, Pam's, Penny's left Pam with the two guys in the car, bonds with her grandma a bit, and then uh, learns about Pam's various manipulation tactics. You know, which are pretty, uh, pretty sophisticated, you know? Yeah, you know that, I mean, I've had boys accuse me of things like that. Like when I, I mean, I, I just leave stuff places. I don't know if you remember mom growing up, but I just, I just leave stuff wherever I am. And I've definitely had guys be like, you left this here because you wanted me to call you. <laughs> like I left, I just let, I just leave. I, yeah, thank you. Maybe I didn't want you to call me. <laughs> There's somebody else who could have picked it up. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I was not this kind of, kind of young woman myself. I was, I was just upfront. It's like, I think you're hot. Let's mess around. You know, I didn't, I didn't have a lot of like, I wasn't trying to reel them in, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, so this is another little, it's a statement too, about again, the statement, like just, just the whole setup here. Where mom is not, mom is down there running a business. That's cool. Yeah. With her, you know, her customers and Gran is up here, you know, knitting yeah crisping her hair it's crisp lee it's not crispy i said it wrong oh it's like it's like hairspray i yeah i think it might be hairspray crisply curly crisply how could hair be crisply curly it's hairspray it's got to be hairspray okay you know i i the the problem with the pam approach Mm -hmm. is that um what's happening is that she's not actually finding out if the guy is into her specifically. She's instead finding out if she can keep a guy's attention. Mm-hmm. Which is like, yeah, I mean, like you can. Like you can keep a lot of people's, everyone, every human is interested in if you hold their attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just like, yeah, that's like being an entertaining. entertainer. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, your dad. Your dad told me that's one of the reasons he dated me because I had high entertainment value. That is an interesting thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) We joked about it for many years. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like the thing is, it's like, it's a whole skill unto itself having that showmanship, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, which I'd say like, I think I did as a kid. I definitely thought that's like what was expected of me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe it's because my dad liked entertaining people. <laughs> Absolutely a thousand percent possible, right? Mm-hmm. Not that you can have a thousand percent, but you know what I mean. Yes, I do. Um, but as I've like become a grown up, mm-hmm. it's really like to one's benefit to not, or to, for me, it's been much more beneficial to not entertain people mm. that wouldn't be naturally engaged by who I am already mm-hmm. because it's a lot of energy. 
It's a lot mm -hmm. of energy to be like, I know Pam's playing this game. She's having a great time. And I know Penny is just like totally in awe. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of this story, I kind of forget. So this is not necessarily a spoiler because I don't know. But I think like, you know, we spend the rest of this book kind of exploring the two approaches of these mm. two women mm -hmm. to their romantic life. Right. And uh, ultimately I'd say that like the Pam approach, it's like really fun in like summer camp, you know? Like you could be like a two week plus entertainer, but mm -hmm. when you get to like intimacy and like lifelong connection, the entertainment approach is like, it's like you're not getting the benefits of finding out that people aren't interested in you. Like you do need to know, like if they're not mm. interested in your authentic self, you just kind of need to know, like when I'm with those people, I will need to expend more energy. Right. So I also right, need to collect true. all the people that I don't need to like use my entertainment energy to engage, you know? Right, right, totally. Yeah, that was, and that's kind of the, my, well, you know, this is the thing I'm looking at this, thinking about my, I mean, yeah, I was very straightforward and stuff, but I was like, I, you know, what I, what I never showed anybody was any vulnerability, you know, like I was pretty trained that the girls, girls are supposed to seem um, easy to be around. Like they shouldn't be challenging to the young men, you know, like you shouldn't, you shouldn't have needs, you know, yeah. of any kind. And, um, and so then you would maybe get a boyfriend and you'd be with each other for a while or whatever. And then maybe you have a bad day and you're sad and you cry about something and they're like freaked out, you yeah. know, because they're, and they're, they can't handle it. And usually that's when it was, it was like when I began to show, so I would present myself as strong and self-sufficient, mm -hmm. which is kind of false advertising, mm -hmm. but then I would expect them to be able to rise to the occasion when I needed support, you know, and, yeah. the, you know, so that, that took a long time. And, and, and I think the other thing that we're going to find in this book um, that's going to be in here somewhere, I think, where, where, where a couple who is comfortable with each other are just sitting around saying nothing. Yeah. You know, they're comfortable just being with each other silent, which yeah. is like a, a different. And, they, and even more than comfortable, because I, I hear that a lot, but also just like hopefully enjoy, prefer, mm -hmm. like, it's like if they, yeah, if they could do anything right now, they'd, they'd want to sit silently with each other, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Isn't that nice? Yeah, yeah, I know. I've and and having that now, after a lifetime, you know, of not having it, it's like, yeah, this is actually pretty. It's like substantive. The silence has substance, you know. Or it seems like Pam at this point has trained herself to be the kind of person that fills all the silences, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And so of course they're both like paying attention to her. Mm -hmm. You know, Penny is comfortable being silent. She's not, she's not asking for attention, you know, so it's not, so it's not even something to take personally here. She's taking it very personally, you yeah. know, but it's more like just, I mean, it's like, if the squirrel is running around, you're going to look at it, you know, like, yeah, that's, that's kind of how it goes. Yeah. You know? I think, uh, I, I very much relate to playing with the dynamic of if I'm going to show that I'm vulnerable or strong. Right. Like, I feel mm -hmm. like, I feel like I, when, as a kid, as a, and by like kid, I mean like teens, my mm -hmm. first boyfriends, I really index like over indexed on being like super vulnerable, like mm -hmm. having all these needs. Cause mm -hmm. I was like, if I can find somebody who really likes to like take care of needs, I'll be good. Mm -hmm. But then like, mm -hmm. uh, you can also run into other troubles where they kind of just never want you to be like, 
super strong or making choices like big choices yourself not like it doesn't mean it doesn't necessarily mean they're a jerk it just means again I like wasn't showing my actual Mm -hmm. rhythms you know yeah and then now so it's really like it takes so much self-awareness right because you have to kind of in order to really find that balance you need to know what the balance is for you that Mm -hmm. you like to live in you know and And who knows that when 16 I, you know, I don't know. Find Maybe me someone. someone. Like that. Maybe Greta, Greta Thunberg. She knows herself completely. <laughs> you know, like she's like, or, or a, um, um, Malala. Oh. I bet Malala knows herself really well. You know. Well, but the um, thing is, also hormones and things are changing yeah. rapidly. Like we don't. You're supposed. I mean, like mindfulness is to like wake up every day and like rediscover yourself to a certain extent. Oh my God. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of like, uh, Hey, this is where am I at today? How am I doing based on everything I processed since yesterday? (laughs) (laughs) I slept. I had a dream. Oh, am I, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've had dreams change me overnight from one thing to the other. So this, well, this is, so this is pointing out again, and it's, it's like Carol and I, for those of you who are listening, we've discovered, I've discovered, I don't know if you've shared with me in this discovery, but we have, we have two things going on in our relationship. We have the things that we are alike about, and we have the things that we're just opposite, sure. but we're the same. The opposites are the same. It's just, it's more like, it's the same thing, just opposite. I think of it, I know? think of it more as um, axes, right? Like mm. the thing is that it's just like in conversation, what happens is two people are two data points. And we find things where we differ and it feels like we're on opposites, but that's just because they're, we're different. But there think might some, be- I think there's some mother daughter dynamic going on though too, because like I, I, I was one way and probably overcompensated trying to raise you and then this, having you, yeah, it's always, a, it's always interesting to me that when you, the things that you come up with that are like, wow, you had me as a mom and still you did, you made that choice. It's like, you know. So like, and then it makes me reflect on my own mom. Okay, was I making kind of a, a flip side choice, you know, from my own mom, whatever. Yeah. So this is one of those, those opposite things where I hid my vulnerabilities and you hid your strengths, you know, because somehow we got the message that the things we were hiding would push somebody away, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I, I kind of thought if I, I actually don't think I intended to hide my strengths. Mm-hmm. I assumed my strengths were self-evident. I just, I was trying to expose all my vulnerabilities. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just kind of truth in advertising, right? You were trying to be like. Like here, now you know them all and you opt in. So yay. You know what uh, I mean? I just figured yeah, it would like handle it. I, it was not in an effort to hide anything really. It was just. Yeah. yeah, I was, I was presenting what I thought were my most saleable qualities, you know, like the things that would be most, you know, would close the deal you know, like, yeah. like fastest. And then, and then I just kept assuming that they're going to understand though, that sometimes people cry and, you know, that's going to, that's going to wake the hero in them and they'll help. Yeah. Them, you know? yeah. Yeah. And I kept assuming they would understand that like vulnerable people can be strong too. Mm. Like, obviously. Right. But no, turns out. No, turns out. Right. No, you actually need to tell people about the whole self. <laughs> right. And it's kind of, as you go, it's like, it's like, as things come up, like already in these relationships, Penny, Penny's, you know, Pam is forming relationships with these two boys already. And Penny is thinking about it, thinking about them, you know? And so Pam is already, although she was kind of honest when, I mean, I, I did, I did respect Pam when, 
when somebody said, what does your dad do? And she's like, oh, he's dead. She just said, oh, he's dead. Yeah. You know, and she, and she did take a second to be for real, you know, about that, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's not like she's dishonest. It's more. She's just, it's just manipulative. Hmm. And, and, but the thing is that like, I think this is something I wanted to talk about even from the title. Cause I knew it right away. I knew mm-hmm. like, I mean, I'm, I, Pam taught me, Pam taught everyone when she left that book behind. Mm-hmm. That's like what you do. Mm. But like people, okay, okay. This is my, this is my BuzzFeed article title that will freak people out. <laughs> All right. People love being manipulated. Uh-huh. <laughs> ah, we love it. But the reason I think we love it is that in safe scenarios, it's so helpful to have your buddies around and the people you can, it's like really like the, a better term for it is like co-regulate, right? Mm-hmm. Like people like to like, people help each other out via mirror neurons, etc., mm-hmm. to like create, like to help stabilize each other's, um, can you hear that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sirens happen, it's, we're in cities. So but it's gonna them. it's gonna get loud. It's gonna. I'm just oh, gonna. Okay. I'm just gonna All write right. it down. All right, write it down. See, because it's like going right under my window. So I'm gonna let that finish. I'm gonna let you finish. I can't hear it now at all. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Um. So the the. One of the huge benefits of having trustworthy people in one's life is that they will, they will be there for you to participate in regulating one's little nervous system when something has upset it. Mm. Or like when you're tired and you hang out with your friends and you feel restored. It's like a lot of that is because we manipulate each other all the time in these like lovely ways, right? Well, maybe influence is a better word. I mean, they're really, honestly, the only reason I'm harp, I'm letting this word happen, because even influence is bad. It's really bonding is the mm. best, is the most healthy thing. And it's just natural. It will just happen. We just share co-regulation. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Well, so it's helping. It's, there's help. Manipulating implies you're not helping. You're doing it for your own ends, right? Uh, okay, let's look up the definition, because I think I've done this before. I mm-hmm. looked this up. Are you looking it up? Manipulate okay. deaf. Yeah. Get, get, to that. arrange, move, operate, control by the hands over another body part, mechanical. To influence or manage shrewdly or deviously. Mm. To tamper with or falsify for personal gain. Mm. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. In, I mean, it's, it, so it's okay. negative. It's got a negative comment. To change by it. artful or unfair means. Yes. So as to serve one's purpose, right? Yes. But at the same time. So you can be doing physically the same thing. It's just why you're doing it makes a difference. Yes. You no. Know? So you're going to use these same skills of, yeah. you know, of, of working somebody, but if you're doing it because you love them and you want them to feel better, mm-hmm. you know, it's not manipulation, it's help. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. That being mm-hmm. said, as the receiver of quality manipulation, mm-hmm. you're not going to perceive the difference. That's the thing. And that's what I mean by we love it. Because like, if you're getting, if you're getting manipulated in a way that like is, is successful, 
you will perceive it as help. That's why it's so dangerous is because uh, you're going to perceive it as the same as anything else, right? As any other wonderful moment of somebody being helpful. You just like she says, know. like she says here when like, what, you know, what if, what if, um, you know, Randy finds out that you left there on purpose and she says, oh, he's just going to think, he's going to think that I must like him and I want yeah. him to drop by, you know? Yeah. She's, yeah. He's not going to feel manipulated. He's going to feel like, you know? Yeah. And, and that's like, it's, you know, we, we were reading humankind. We read humankind, you and I, in the last like few months. And they're saying that that's like, it's worth the price to be trusting. Like your life is so much better and rich being trusting to take a hit of every now and then running into surprise, nefarious mm -hmm. uh, intent. Mm -hmm. But I also really do know for myself that like, even with all my wonderful intentions, I like, I was in a five-year relationship where I manipulated that guy every day because I thought it would make him like me. So mm. like, it, even though it's like not a totally nefarious intention, it's also like not the same as like really building a bond with a person like of mutual mm. care, right? Mm -hmm. This is like, I mean, I was, again, this is like, I was in my teens mm -hmm. and I was just like, I just thought, that that's like what people meant by doing the work. I assume that like doing the work meant managing this person's emotional state so they would continue to want me around in their life. And he was doing the same. It was oh. like two manipulators who were great at manipulating were studying each other and doing it to each other. And like, in a lot of ways, we were a great match like that. And in a ton of other ways, that's just not like a healthy relationship. <laughs> well, I wonder, so it's, it's, it's like, wow, I wonder how often that happens. And I wonder if it does eventually shift into something else. Well, it's know? always a little too much about status mm. than you think, you know, cause you're kind of, you're tracking to make sure like, have I, did I get them? Do they, you know, mm. are they happy? Am I in charge? Am I in charge of their happiness? Have I affected them effectively? You know what I mean? You're keying in in a weird way and they're doing it back. And it kind of like, but at some point you realize like, oh, like, do we even like the same things? Are we like interested in like affecting the world in a similar way? Do we, do, do our skill sets complement each other? Do mm -hmm. I feel safer in the world and bigger in the world because of them? Like, right. like that's a whole different right. set of, set of, of parameters. Question. Yeah. When, when the end goal where, where both of you have just simply the end goal of making the other person stay with you yeah. and there's no other end goal yeah yeah that's that's going to be finite eventually it's going to run out of steam right i mean i mean it doesn't have to it could have been i mean i could have ended up married <laughs> with a kid i mean like it, that was that was definitely his plan right mm. so i i just happened to have all these other goals that he didn't i don't think i ever actually communicated with him again i'm 16 and then i go to college mm. right like what mm -hmm. do i know like mm -hmm. i was just not I didn't even know I had all these other priorities. It was like on my way out of college being like, okay, so now that we're into real life, this is everything I want to do. And he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't do that. I don't want my woman. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I didn't know you were going to want to do all these things. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah, we should break up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for everything. See you later. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You know, like in my journal, I just have these like, Oh my God. He just like, doesn't know. I think I didn't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
Whereas me too, like, again, obsolete, whatever. I was full disclosure, everything. And so I was like brain dump of information in the first couple of conversations, you know, right? So your dad had this impression of me. I had these big dreams, this shit I wanted to do. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to, blah, 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 I was going to rule the world, you know? All, you know, and so I talked a really good game. And then when we got married and I was working at the church and I was a nice little Christian scientist and I like had you and, and I was, not, and he, I think at one point he actually told me, you, you know, I feel like, you know, I just didn't get the wife that I was expecting, you know, he wasn't expecting me to be that. She was expecting me to be this, you know, kind of, you know, make, to make a lot of money. Ultimately he was like, you know, you should, you know, cause he knew how smart I was and he, you know, would have supported me in that, you know? Um, Whoa. So I'm going to think about this. I'm going to yeah. be like, I'm going to bring this to therapy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> this is news to you? This is news to you. Yeah, sorry. Hey, everybody okay. heard my hey, everybody. news. Hey, everybody. You heard yeah. here first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's not, so it's like both of us got, we just, we went into, I mean, like to, to get married to somebody where you never actually talk about what you think marriage is yeah oh dear is, is a, you know we never we never talked about it. it never occurred to us to talk about it how'd you plan a wedding look planning a wedding is the easiest thing known to man <laughs> Just, then then like oh my you know now we have to do a marriage what the hell is a marriage we neither of us had good examples you know like really yeah, yeah. and you know so it's like um yeah well in the wedding you know I, my wedding is a whole nother story. We won't even. <laughs> Ooh, I'm excited. I'm going to get that story out of her. <laughs> Nothing like a 1950s pop novel to get like <laughs> well, wedding just stories. A, here's out the of long, your mom. Just a, this will just give you an idea. I was a theater geek, right? You know, I was totally into theater all through high school and, and through college and totally into it. And, and so someone told me there was a rehearsal dinner, right? Okay. Yeah. I assumed that meant it was a rehearsal. And so I had scripts that I made up with everybody's lines and the blocking, you know, and like who was going to do where. And I handed them out, you know, this is your, you enter now, you know, kind of thing. I was directing a play. Okay. No one told me. <laughs> oh. I mean, I think probably a lot of people feel that way. And mm. there are some people out there who will be jealous that you had that all figured out. <laughs> oh my God, the vow, we wrote the vows, you know, I was a, I was screenwriter slash director, producer, you know, like the, the whole thing, it's all on video, you know, like whatever. It's true. Costumes it's were true. great, yeah. you know, like yeah. really, really good costumes. So um, yeah, and then just, and then literally with no concept of the fact that this meant now that I was going to be married to somebody, yes. you know. Yes. When the show closes, I'm going to be married. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, if you didn't sign a paper, you could have just not been married. Or if you'd done none of that and signed a paper, you could have been married. <laughs> you could have been married. I know. Right. We did, in fact, sign the paper. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Um, but yeah, so this, it's just, it's just, so like, what is Pam trying to do here? What is Penny trying to do here? You know, Penny has kind of the, the core instinct that she wants whatever relationship she has to be based on reality yeah you know and authenticity penny, right and, and penny's like score i got two guys interested in me and they won they mm -hmm. acting like i was dumb like pretending to be dumb well it's you know? kind of interesting that like 
uh, at least in pop culture, the person trying to be authentic is often portrayed as the shy one because they're just slower to engage. They're a little quieter when it comes to, because they, they don't have an agenda in the mm -hmm. same way that like the outgoing Pam mm -hmm. archetype does, right? Mm -hmm. Like Pam's like, I have this agenda. I'm looking for this amount of attention at this school. Right. I'm trying to get like, trying to get our social standing figured out. I'm trying to get our status established. Like she's, she's, that's what that general line, you know, she's on, she's on a mission. She's not like, and, and to some extent you could almost say like Penny is able to be the kind of girl she is because her sister covers all this work for her. You know, mm -hmm. like if I've learned nothing about this stuff from corporate, it's that it's important. It, it turns out to be very important when you're in a group of people to have an eye out, like to like step away from your task work, your the stuff mm -hmm. you're trying to turn in and instead like spend some time like organizing your relationships right mm -hmm. like and mm -hmm. establishing it, it is trust but it's really mostly like it's not trust like oh two authentic people are building trust it's trust mm -hmm. like this is this is what i'm motivated by this is what you're motivated by in this workplace we're mm -hmm. gonna like this is what we can up. expect we can get our expectations all settled yeah this know? is like this is like, I, you know, this is where I'm at when it comes to like what I want to do with my career. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to like bulldoze you. I'm just trying to blah, blah, blah. And mm -hmm. it's the same at the school. That's like Pam's mindset, right? She's mm -hmm. like, okay, we have to make a splash to blah, blah, blah. We're going to manage this. And then we're going to get invited to all the sock hops, right? Like right. that's right. that. And that is really very fifties. I mean, that mm. is like, it's like what you imagine that like high school status work is, you know? Right. Right. That and, that, and, that lasted, and that lasted all the way till like the 80s, I think, you know, well, it's still very much alive when you think mm. about like all these children became adults and managed groups of people with these same concepts of what it mm. means to be effective as a group, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and mm. this is this is it. Well, yeah. Yeah. What, what is this? What is it like when you're in a workplace when people are, you know, uh, work in the situation like this, you know, it, it's, yeah, it's exactly like this. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really is. Some mm -hmm. people really do come in with exactly this kind of mindset. So what do you think about like, like, we don't know much about Mike and Randy right now. It seems to me Mike and Randy are just being themselves. They don't even, they don't well, even, that's boys. Yeah. They don't boys, have to, yeah. well, they're in the, they're in the position of I mean, this is the other thing too, where it's obvious who's chasing who, even though the boys don't know it, yeah. you know, um, yeah. like who's setting up who for what, you know, the girls are really kind of, because girls don't have the status yeah. they have to work it this way to get, to yeah. get where they want to go. And she know? said, she's like, you just play dumb for a little bit that you get to go in a super cool car and you get all this like help and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. And like guys, I mean, it's not like guys don't sit around and talk about ways i mean especially i think more and more we hear about guys doing this you know there's a lot of like pickup artist stuff that people do when they're like mm -hmm. but um a cool guy an alpha guy quote unquote is supposed to not have to do all that right right He's supposed to be able to just like women will just like show up mm. <laughs> 
what you know you just like wait for a lost woman in the hallway i, <laughs> I know one's gonna come around yes. at some point the like, school is so happens? confusing the school is so confusing to women it's so confusing <laughs> like, i'm gonna walk by loss yeah I'm any minute now exactly i mean and what happens if you're a guy and you're like well actually i'd like to meet a woman who like knows how to get around school where are those women <laughs> like, it's like that like it's like that line in mulan them? where she's the song in Mulan, you know, the, the song about finding a woman. Uh, what's the name of that song? Uh, oh, <laughs> Reflections? I don't know. It's the one oh, where, they're all, where she's oh, with all they're her marching. Bar- yeah, marching and, and they're marching. Just it's, uh, a girl uh, worth fighting for. for. Oh, you got it. A girl <laughs> worth fighting for. And she goes, I'd like a girl who's somebody who always speaks her mind. And they all go, oh, nah. nah. Yeah, but that's not. <laughs> accurate like there are a lot of men who really want that and they are like once you realize you want that you want like a partner who's like got a mind and is with you and cares about the world you run into all the same problems that anybody who wants that runs into which Mm -hmm. is that like that's not something that can be filled via role play Mm -hmm. that's something that's filled by finding another human that you really vibe with And that's like a unique, special thing. Yeah. Gosh. And also there's so many ways to vibe with a human. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't all, it's not all romantic. You know, you can like go hang out with like a super cool woman. It just doesn't end up being like the romantic vibe, you know? Right. You could actually see them as a person, you know, you could have just, you could just have people in your life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I would, I would, I was not implying that romantic Mm -hmm. means not a person. It's Mm -hmm. just that you know, it's a whole other dimension mm-hmm. that may or may not vibe. And, and it's just, it's just art. It's just art. It's an artistic endeavor. Mm-hmm. And like, and because, but that's not what Pam is doing. Pam mm-hmm. is not working art here. She's working mm-hmm. like the status, like well, and I When I just have to make my usual point about this being an artificial scenario. Yeah. You know, this whole setup of the fifties is not really how humans you know work everywhere or work throughout history you know yeah yeah and so this this thing where the the guys are going to school to like get into a college to support a family and the girls are going to school to get into a college to find a husband you know it's like um i'll i'll just it's just it, it, you know and it's just a gross misappropriation misappropriation well, of resources yeah know? and it's kind of interesting because like I haven't thought about this before, but what you said just made me like, like connect it. But like, I mean, if you quote unquote succeed, if you get to the top, mm-hmm. everybody treats you pretty well. If you're mm-hmm. at the top of status, people are going to treat you well. They're going to be kind to you. They're going to blah, 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 because you're at the top. Mm-hmm. But actually, and, and that's like how everyone should always be treated. Like being treated well, no matter it's like if you just throw out the status part, humans in like egalitarian uh, communities just treat each other well the whole time. So like I understand the hunger, right? Like mm-hmm. somebody's driven to gain status in a situation like this mm-hmm. because they just want to be treated well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. they're new to school. They want to be included. They just, they want to be treated well. So they're going to hustle, right? Because mm-hmm. what this has set up is there's competition for just being treated humanely by each mm. other. And wow. everyone's accepted that, right? But it's like, 
really doesn't have to be that way. You could just expect that the people around you are kind and you are kind back. And there's like, you know, it's fine. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. That would be nice. I I think there are a lot of people in the world who live like that. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's becoming more normalized, you know, especially as the the internet just really helps with that because it's funny because because the internet can have the absolute opposite effect to be the most toxic place in the world but then it's also like you're saying here where where we just you know we have instant access to knowing so much more about each other yeah you know well and also we have instant access to sharing who we are Mm. you know Mm -hmm. so like i don't really need you know joe schmo status person to like me next door because mm-hmm. like I have tons of other people that will understand me, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, and that's equalizing because now he can't intimidate me. Right. Mm-hmm. If he wanted to, I'd be like, Oh, I, I see. Yeah, you don't you're... need him. You don't need him. Yeah. No, yeah. No. no. And that's okay. That's okay. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't, and you know what? He doesn't need me. <laughs> he doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's fine. You know, yep. everyone's fine. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I only need to know 250 people. Honestly, that's all I need. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> my sounds, entire thing. Yeah, it's true. I, I think I zeroed in on 40 as my number. Oh, as the, well, the 250 is like the max that I guess a human can have any kind of meaningful relationship with. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and 40 so. is like basically an, uh, a pretty normal amount from like a nomadic group. Right. And that, so that would be like 40 people that you knew that you could like call them up for like, if you needed a place to crash or you needed mm-hmm. to borrow a little bit of money or you were hungry. Yeah. yeah like yeah. that's the like, difference. The difference is way back, way back when it was actually nomadic, it was the same 40 people that yeah. same, that 40 people had the same 40 people you did. Yeah. You know, well, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. They were overlapping with other groups. You would be wandering around and sometimes you would just go and hang out with that other group. Mm. <laughs> you would just like run. It was like bumping into your friends constantly. Wow. You'd all be going over to like the, the apples are in season. You'd all show up there and be like, oh, hey. <laughs> hey, it's apple time. You're my apple friends. Oh gosh, yeah. You're the best. I love eating <laughs> apples with you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like summer camp, right? Yes. Perpetual summer camp. <laughs> Doesn't it sound like bliss? I know. It's like, there's no such thing. There's no such thing as total bliss. Obviously the, the like life expectancy was way shorter and (laughs) we all really pride ourselves in our life expectancy, but Mm -hmm. man, it sounds like fucking fun. (laughs) (laughs) If you felt safe and you were doing that, uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) get to change it up, you know? Yeah. I get to just like exploring, but like not the kind of exploring where you're like being bombarded by constantly getting out of your comfort zone. It's also just like the feeling of exploring stuff you're familiar with that you mm-hmm. just loved that you haven't seen mm-hmm. in a while, you know, mm-hmm. it's like revisiting all your, your favorite places all year long. Well, see, this is, so this is another question I have for dear old Pam and Penny. Mm-hmm. They have moved maybe 20 miles away from where they used to live. Yeah. And we never talk about anyone, any friends from yeah, their prior weird. life. Yeah. You know, they're seniors in high school. Yeah. You know, are they not, they're not staying in touch with anybody. Yeah, that's weird, right? It's weird. Yeah. And like as a senior, that should be like actually devastating, right? Yeah. Because you but like- But they were so eager to get out of there, you know, their, their, their situation, you know, I guess everyone was like, sure, we'll do it. You know, that is kind of- So once again, this is an artificial sort of setup. 
you yeah, know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, huh. So what's going to, the next chapter is called Escape to the Library. Oh. <laughs> yep. If you're going to yep. go anywhere. There goes Penny. <laughs> to the library, she says. <laughs> it's like, I mean, if I, if there's one thing about books is their protagonists like to read. <laughs> well, you're saying that the book is manipulating us <laughs> into wanting to read the books? The book just has a very specific view of what is the best thing to do. You know what I mean? The book is pro-book. Is yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Absolutely. It's not, not pro-videos, it's pro-book. Um, so that will be next time. So I guess, this, yeah, so this is the fascinating thing for me, trying to keep in mind the social const construct around these young women. Mm -hmm. But it's just so easy to get sucked into the story and really care, you know, it's like Penny and Mike ever going to get together. That's why you got you to keep bringing back that research. You need to bring us, because if we talk about research alongside it, you'll mm. get to, we'll have, we'll have two. Okay, well, we'll just keep, we'll just have to, I mean, I don't know, I mean, if you had, right. I mean, you gave re us research about being manipulative. That was great. Oh, yeah, yeah, thank for you, sure. Thank you. For sure. I'm currently reading a book called Nurturing Resilience, which is a, which is a book for like some, it's like a book written for therapists, but it goes into this wonderful, it's just such clarity on somatic uh, work and attachment theory. And what like does the somatic mean? Somatic is, I mean, I'm, I, I gotta look up the actual definition. I mm -hmm. have it in my mind as uh, of, of the body, like physical. Of relating to or affecting the body. Hell yeah. <laughs> Especially as distinguished from the germ plasm. Oh no, I don't know what that is. I have no <laughs> idea what that is. <laughs> what is the germ plasm? germ cells and their precursors serving as the various different i don't know what I, I don't even know what anyway what is it did you click it no oh i did it's it's like germ plasm is germ cell genetic material of germ cells germ cells and their precursors serving as the bear, bearers of heredity plant or animal material such as seed pollen rootstock or sperm that is collected and stored chiefly for use in breeding blah, blah. so it's just weird to me that this whole definition of somatic is is related to that you know it's yeah, like I don't, I don't somatic understand. has got a really short definition that all it says is anyway everybody else right. who listens to this needs to look this up <laughs> and tell us what this means somatic versus germplasm germ germplasm plasm mm. one word it's just like it's just i'll say this it's less comforting somatic is a beautifully comforting word okay <laughs> germplasm is uh I, I just relate to it less you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's outside of my paradigm our next season in our next season we're gonna just read the dictionary to each other <laughs> that's what we're gonna laugh do. at the funny words <laughs> i laugh I, at germplasm yes all right. This is great. So, yeah. Thank you. So, thank you for tuning in. <laughs> yeah. Tune in next time for or escaping to the library. To the library. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Bye. Bye.